Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Amy. And this is Small Town Not Small Minds. Here's the story. Here's the tea. Are you ready? I was dog-sitting for a friend, and the worst thing happened, but it turned out to be a good story. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I lost the dog I was (sighs) dog-sitting. It was the most stressful 36 hours of my life. If you think of that Ben Affleck meme where where he's just standing there, like, smoking, exiting a building... That was me the entire time. Like, I couldn't even hide my size. It was just so stressful. But I am so happy to report that after two nights, Mm -hmm. the dog found its way home as it left me with its leash and collar on and was just sitting in front of my door like nothing ever happened. It was a huge relief off my shoulders because both the owner and I were so thankful and also... We had a lot of, we, we tried to like keep each other company. It was a, it was a real bonding experience right. for us both, but. I, uh, my takeaway from this is that you think that Ben Affleck meme is a lot more relatable to the general <laughs> public than it is. You don't think that's ever, I love that meme. It's not the most popular meme. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm a Ben Affleck fan, so I think that's also why I overuse yeah. Ben Affleck and like J-Lo memes. I'm like. Yeah. That's like my error. You're calling them memes like they're like used all the time, but it's just like a <laughs> gif you saw once. No, Ben, that one I use a lot. I've Okay, well that let one. the public tell us. If you really this meme, if you when Amy said if it like popped right to your head. You know what, I'm just gonna put it on our story and see how many likes we get. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I, I really think it's not the most popular one out there. It oh it's definitely not the most popular. I don't think it is a popular meme. I don't know if it's popular or not, but it's definitely relatable in my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I also have some bad news bears. Uh, I got COVID. Mm-hmm. So after two years of just dodging that thing like the Matrix. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. How many close contacts had I been? Like, I'm talking like maybe 20 times. If you oh, yeah. like add up students, like so many close contacts. And then I leave Amy for one weekend. She loses a dog. I get COVID. Really this. I'm also shocked and bewildered that I did not get COVID. Yes, because I was around Amy positive, not knowing. Yes. And Amy, while well, she fed me for the whole, like, 10 days when I was, like, literally could not get out of my bed. So, A, thank you for feeding me. You're welcome. And B, I, I don't know how you were not positive. I also baffled still to this day. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a superhuman, I guess. Yeah. Not I mean, that you're not, but... Yeah, I, I'm scum of the earth. <laughs> Oh, well, this episode, we're so excited to have our friend Tyrell Irwin on Mm -hmm. to talk about electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. EVs, as I learned. Mm -hmm. Which are the future. After this episode, I actually saw in my staff parking lot an electric vehicle car, and I've been trying to locate my staff member who drives it. So she could send the link to this episode to the person. Although I feel like it's not as helpful because they obviously made that decision. True. True. Maybe just to have another EV friend. Yeah, the, the EV community is growing for sure. So <laughs> we're excited. We think we timed this well as gas continues to rise. And, you know, maybe you're considering a newer vehicle. Enjoy the information shared with you in your ear holes. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> 
to this week, we have a guest, Tyrell Irwin. You might have heard him on some of our Jarf questions. Also, his daughter, Ella, was on our love episode with kids. I know Ty as nearly the smartest person I know. The first smart, smartest person I know is his wife. Um, so, <laughs> so shout out to Jenny. Shout out to Jenny. Um, and thanks for being the second most smartest person I know. I hope that's not an insult. <laughs> She's the smartest person I know too. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I'm um, lucky to call Jenny my best friend. Yeah. So we have Ty on. He could probably talk about a lot of things, but he owns an electric vehicle. Not only that, but a Tesla, oh. the ultimate of electric vehicles. The hybrid, the the elite of electric vehicles. <laughs> and we were so fortunate to take a little test drive with Ty just before we got going. But before we get into this interview, as per usual, we need to ask Tyrell, what is the most small town thing about you? Oh, I've been waiting for this moment for so long. <laughs> um, I think the most small town thing about me is that when I hosted a keg party that I charged for in high school. Oh my god, I know um, where you're going. <laughs> one of the guests showed up pulling a burning skidoo behind their truck. <laughs> and I think that's just like chef's kiss of small town. Like, you, you don't do that in the city. But it was just like, oh, there's there's Devin and his burning skidoo. So, uh, yeah. Welcome to Delburn, yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no. <laughs> It doesn't get more small town than that. Yeah, well, Ale- that like matches last week's Alex's car burner. Were you riding burner? a burning skidoo? No, <laughs> oh, car burner. Yeah. Car burner. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone knew what that was. But... I didn't. I was like, whose car is getting burned? What's happening? Oh, see, we didn't burn the whole cars. We just burned the tires. We did oh, okay. like a tire on a pallet on a lake. See, we didn't. Like, you how, know, how scholarly of all of you. <laughs> Breathing in all those fumes. <laughs> oh, well, the most small town thing... For me this week, I wanted to shout out because I've had two pretty like scary incidences. I had a big tire shred um, just recently on my mini. And then also I lost a friend's dog while I was dog sitting. And I was just, I think maybe at ease because we were in our small town. So our community, I was just so relaxed because I knew, you know, what to do in this situation and comfortable with the community that you know, as scary and as maybe stressful those things could be, they weren't as stressful. So right. it seemed really, really good that way. But I maybe want to admit, um, I was so relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the t- in the tire one, I definitely was relaxed. Yes. In the like dog missing for thirty eight hours, I was that Ben Affleck meme, just smoking a cigarette, <laughs> standing outside a building. Like that was me. So. <laughs> For me, I grew up on a farm with goats. We had goats for 15 years. And this is sad, but we have um, had our last goat pass away. So we're no longer a goat farmer. Do you have a goat graveyard? We do, actually. Um, that, that's the that's most small thing about Yes. We, like, wrap them in an Afghan blanket yeah. and bury them out in our goat Made graveyard. Of goat wool? Oh, my God, no. Would that be, like, cannibalism? It's <laughs> not good. We put them on a burning skidoo and drag them <laughs> oh through God, a field. Stop it. <laughs> We've just had a death in the family, Amy. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry for your loss. Yes, <laughs> also... R.I.P. goat. Yeah, I don't know what to do with my identity anymore. Well, maybe get a new goat. Yeah, I've tried. Stetler bylaws. It's a no go. <laughs> it's, it's a, a no, no goat. goat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
that was good. That was organic. Yeah, it really <laughs> I saw <was>. that <laughs> Okay, well, Amy's like the huge car buff. I mean, yeah. I think what is interesting to me is like, oh, the future, the future of cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amy was really nerding out when we were in the Tesla, yes. 100%. So I think we should jump to our first question, which is like, Tell us why, Ty, buying an electric car. Why was that even a decision for you? Yeah, so the Tesla is not my first electric car. I bought my first EV about a year and a bit ago, and it's because I drive so much. I drive about 70,000 kilometers a year, which is about 200 kilometers a day, and even driving the most efficient car on the market, the most efficient gas car, I was still spending about four or $500 a month on gas, and I just realized that the only way for me to get that cost down was to go to an EV. Uh, plus, there's a lot of, you know, uh, environmental benefits to it, too, reducing my carbon footprint, that sort of thing. But just straight from a numbers and dollars standpoint, it made more sense to go electric. I just understood what EV means. Electric vehicle. Electric vehicle. <laughs> and you are no stranger to this. So can you walk us through um, some of your EVs from the past? Yeah. So I currently uh, just got a Tesla Model 3. It's the cheapest Tesla, the real base model. So it's the Tesla Model 3 standard range plus. It's got about 400 kilometers of range and is pretty zippy and pretty fun, but is like the slowest Tesla. And then before that, I had a Chevy Bolt. I bought both of them used, actually. And uh, the Chevy Bolt was great. I had a full year on it. I put 70,000 kilometers on it. And um, yeah, it was a really, really good, really reliable vehicle. It gave me no troubles and saved me a whole bunch of money. Did you have one that was like half electric? Like yeah. A hybrid? yeah, I did. The yeah, Nitro. So, uh, Nero, yeah. Oh, is it Nero? So oh. before the Bolt, I was driving a Kia Nero hybrid. And yeah, that's like Guinness Book of Records, most fuel efficient vehicle on the market. And I was still able to save money by switching to an electric. So yeah. Here's something I like basic intro for electric cars is you had to wire in amps. Yeah, I had to rewire my garage for 240 volt and then put in, yeah, like the oven NEMA 1450 plug to plug in my charger to, to charge my car on what's called level two charging every day so like how long are you charging like in evening because you're you're saying you're running 200 kilometers a day yep so how long is it sitting on that charger nightly i plug it in when i get home i unplug it when i leave in the morning i don't often look at how long it takes to get me charged from whatever i am back to 100 percent or 90 percent or whatever but uh i think it's about seven hours something like that but it doesn't matter because every morning i have essentially a full charge so start every day with a full tank kind of thing Perfect. Yeah. And for like efficiency at this point, like you obviously did all the math to justify your purchase. Lots of math. Can you like give us a little walkthrough with the price value yeah. for that? I like I said, I was spending about four to five hundred dollars a month on gas. That was before gas went crazy yeah. this mm-hmm. this winter spring. So that was with gas at around a dollar thirty. I was Yeah, I was just driving a lot, like 6,000 kilometers a month. So yeah, it was costing me 11 to $14 a day in fuel. Uh, When I switched to EV, it was costing me around like 4 to $5 in electricity a day. The other really nice thing is I can't control gas prices, but I can lock in my power rate with my electricity provider. So I locked in for a five-year, and I know that my consumption 
will likely not change and my rate will also not change. So it's very easy to budget for it now. Whereas a lot of people this spring were like really in trouble because all of a sudden gas went up 50% and yeah. you know, their, one of their large monthly expenses was now way higher than it used to be. And they had no way to control that. That is cool. The math, the numbers checks out. Yeah, <laughs> I did a, I did a lot of math before making the decision because I have a long commute and I didn't want to be stranded. So. Yeah. Like that makes me think. So I find like Alberta, there's lots of rural communities. So yes. there's not places in Stettler say that I could go charge. Right. So is it worth it? I'm so scared of getting stranded. Like going to Wainwright from here and like there's barely any gas stations. I'm scared of getting stranded with no gas, let alone no electricity. Yeah. And that's kind of what I tell people is that, you know, I'm very fortunate that my wife Jenny drives the Nero, which on a full tank of gas gets like a thousand kilometers of range. We have that as a second vehicle. So if we need to make a long trip in a hurry with no kind of warning or no ability to charge or anything like that, that's the vehicle to go. Mm -hmm. And That's the hybrid one? Yeah. And so I'm very comfortable having an electric vehicle as our second vehicle in the household. If I was, you know, a one vehicle household or living by myself or something like that, it might be a different conversation about right. whether or not I was ready to switch to that because it does take a bit more planning for right. sure. Unless you were in a big city center. Yeah, yeah. I was just yep. going to say like situationally, like depending where you commute mostly yeah. too, because can you talk a little bit about the city charge centers? You called them yeah. super? Yeah. Charge? So with the Tesla, they have superchargers. Alberta is very slow to adapt to that, but there are still lots of options. Canadian Tire has a bunch of fast chargers at, you know, various cities. So there are those available. You can go and they charge way faster. Uh, so that's called level three charging as opposed to level two, which is what I do at home with the 240 volt charging. And then compared to level one, which is just a standard household outlet mm -hmm. trickle charging. It's really slow. Yeah. yeah. What's the price difference to buy an electric vehicle? What I tell people is that should you go out right now and trade in your vehicle that is perfectly fine for an electric car? Probably not. But if you're in the market to be switching over to a new vehicle, consider an EV. They are more expensive for the most part, but you don't have to buy a Tesla. I kind of accidentally ended up in that situation, but I also can justify it because I drive a lot right. and have a very understanding wife. So <laughs> happy <laughs> yeah. accident. Yeah. <laughs> but like my first one, my Chevy Bolt, I bought for 30,000. So it's a bit expensive for a like small family hatchback, but not that bad. And realistically, it was saving me about $2,500 a year on fuel cost. And that's keeping in mind, that's coming from the most fuel efficient car. If I was coming from like your flex, Amy, that you used yeah. to have yeah. that got like 10 liters per hundred, yeah. I would have saved five grand a year switching okay. to the Bolt, which is like, that's significant. But you have to keep in mind too, it depends how much you drive. Because yeah. I drive way more than the average person does mm -hmm. too. Let's talk everyone's worst driving season, winter. Winter. How does it hold up in winter? These e the worst season for driving for me, irrespective of what I'm driving. Um, yeah. These, you definitely do have reduced range. Most people in gas cars, ICE cars, which is internal combustion engine. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you have ICE okay. and EV. Uh, first range two in the winter. Uh, yeah. Not usually a big deal because there's a gas station every 10 feet kind of thing. So with electric cars, you typically get about a 30% reduction in range, which if you're already pushing it on your range can be a little tight. Uh, like dumb it down a tiny bit for me and just uh, explain what range is. Yeah, so um, people don't talk about it with gas cars, only with electric cars, because 
it's not really a limiting factor on gas cars because right. there's it's uh, like how far you can go yeah it's how far you can go on a full charge or a full tank so features that you were showing us in the car yeah which i thought was so cool there was a plethora of features but i thought it was really cool that you could unlock features so you could pay the company yeah. through your profile to have things like oh actually i do want to pay the extra fee for having heated seats in the back whereas yeah. wild to me that you can just pay that difference yeah. and still kind of like have a new car with new features without actually exchanging your car really yeah and the i mean this is kind of a bit of a tesla specific thing but they do frequent software updates just like you would get with your phone. Yeah. So, Tell us some of your favorite features of the Tesla. Yeah. One most favorite thing of having an electric car is not going to the gas station. Yeah. So thing I was taking into account is I was budgeting for my fuel usage in a month. But when you're driving as much as I do, you're literally going to a gas station two, three, four times a week. And... You know, like gas isn't all you can buy at a gas station. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe you pass up that bag of chips like the first two times you go, but on trip number three, you're like, you know what? Treat myself. I deserve this. You're like, oh, the lotto's at 70 million. I should just get a ticket. And it's like, it's fine if you're going to the gas station once a month, but like I said, four times a week, like it just adds up eventually and your willpower wears down and that sort of thing. <laughs> Um, we all say our favorite parts about the Tesla, yes. like you did. Um, <laughs> I have some favorite parts. Um, I was blown away seeing it in real life, up close, personal, and driving it today. It is one fine looking unit. That's I nice. <laughs> I said it looks like a Porsche to me. Yeah. And I, I was jokingly sending memes to Ty before <sighs> about it looking like Voldemort because I saw <laughs> something about that. But I do not feel that way. It is a sleek, sexy model. And that moonroof in there is unreal. That's nice. That full size mm. screen is like a TV screen, but iPad. Like everything is touch mobility. All the features on there were unreal things from car karaoke to changing your horn like the mod that they really did it to the vegan leather like yeah. this is the future like i was so happy for you i'm like it feels <laughs> like you won the lottery with cars like this is unreal you sold me yeah <laughs> honestly i know what my next buy and i said that about the nero when you guys had your nero it's like still a really good car like it's it's awesome if i could have got one of those in electric i probably would have but they're hard to find so are they yeah, they, they make them, but not many. Yeah, so. but Tesla's really picking up. We're yeah. seeing that happen here in more this More and more, for sure. Alex? Ah! As someone who has been concerned about the maintenance on your vehicle. Yeah. Me, <laughs> not you. Yes, um, yeah. Me speaking as someone who's been concerned about the maintenance on your vehicle. No oil changes. No transmission changes. No oh fluid, anything. Like, I didn't even think of that. You're good forever basically i like, know but i am right now too because i just go home and my dad just does it all okay cool so, so that's, just that's, get yourself an alex's dad get yourself or a, a tesla brett. get yeah. yourself a brett or a tesla yeah <laughs> but i was thinking with my move out to bc um mm. and eventually i am gonna need a new vehicle i was thinking okay that location might suit me better because here i just feel like a lot of anxiety around like oh my god I, because i just don't know a lot about vehicles I do not crunch numbers like you. Uh, I'm honestly intimidated by the idea of an EV. But, Though I love the idea yeah. of it, me actually having one, I'm like, I, I don't know if I could do this. I was very impressed how well it would map it for you. The car did all the math for you. Yeah, and that's a pretty cool Tesla thing as compared to my Bolt. 
I did a lot of math in the bolt. And I mean, that's great. I love math. I know not everyone does. And not everyone likes to be like, okay, if I'm at this and this is my efficiency and this is how far I have to go, here's what I'll be at when I get home. The Tesla's just like, you'll have 12% battery when you get home. Yes. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Okay, I'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it also, too, we didn't see it, but if I tell it to take me somewhere that is outside my range, it'll redirect me to the nearest supercharger to bump oh. up and tell me how long I need to charge for. It'll be like, stop here for a 10-minute charge and then carry on your route. Oh, so, and the okay. supercharges are that short? Like, they're like 10 minutes? Honestly, like, that's the big difference between my Bolt and this one. Like, fast charging in the Bolt, it could charge to a maximum speed of 55 kilowatts per hour. Um, and the Tesla can charge at 250. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing, too, is, like, the superchargers will actually output that. So... Um, I can go to a supercharger when I'm low on battery and yeah, it's like five, 10 minutes and I'm back up to like 50%, 60% battery and I can just carry on my way. So, and how much, cause you page pay at those like supercharge station. Like, yeah. I'm curious how much you pay, like what's a 10 minute charge run? Yeah. For? So the other day I added 150 kilometers of range for $10, okay. which when I ran the numbers, I can't drive that far in my Nero Guinness book records, the most fuel efficient vehicle Cannot drive that far in my Nero when gas is $1.25, which we have not seen gas at $1.25 for years. Supercharging when it's a crunch, when I'm, you know, doing a long road trip or when I just need like a quick five minutes, like bump it up. So we'll, you know. it's just like going to a gas station, I guess, too, because yeah. in my head, I'm like, why, why are you like having to take this time to like go to the supercharger? Yeah. Well, you have to go to a gas station, yeah. too. Like, And the supercharger, the it's like I literally just I hop out my car, I plug it in. And my card does the rest. It charges my card. It shows me what the charges are accruing to. It shows me how long I need to be there. And then I just go like, boop, stop charging. I like go hang the thing up and I just like go on my way. It's super sick. And I can watch Netflix in my car while I'm doing it. So. And I can see that technology even taking off further. Like it'll be quicker and yeah, faster and for everything. Sure. So. Yeah. So Tesla is currently charging at uh, their fastest is 250 kilowatts per hour. Um, but there's already cars on the market that are charging at 400. So as long as you have the charging infrastructure to support it, like at 400 kilowatts per hour, that is getting really close to what it takes to fill up your car at a gas station. Like it's just, it's getting faster and faster. So that's so wild. This just all sounds like happy rainbows, ponies. Amazing. It's pretty What's, cool. Is there mm -hmm. any downsides? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lay it on us. The Tesla's not cheap. Um, they are basically have kind of made up for that by making it pretty sporty pretty luxurious so very luxurious yeah like <laughs> i've been in the situation that i've driven economy cars my whole life like i've had a smart car i've had a mitsubishi mirage which was like the only new car you could get under 10 grand um i've had just like a whole bunch of commuters that are kind of crap and this one i get to have a fun car a luxurious car and a safe car and literally the most efficient car on the market in the world right now and it's like, it's, it gets to do all those things. And that's really cool for me. But um, yeah, it's, it's nice because it's like, it's zippy and it's fast and it's safe. But I'm also just like, wow, it doesn't get any more efficient than this right now. Maybe um, it really sounds like a positive to me. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like I said, it is, it is an expensive car, it, but a lot of people in Alberta that drive very inefficient vehicles and um, 
you know, the Teslas were really targeted to come after people driving like the BMW 3 Series, Mercedes C-Class, that sort of thing. Yes. And it makes a really nice trade for them because cost is very comparable, but it's much more efficient. So. Probably like if you were doing the math and you're checking on your savings, like long term, I think they're that it's worth the investment. Yeah. Based on like what you've told us today, I'm like, okay, between, you know, if you can lock in your power at a certain price point, yeah. if the you know, range is that great on them. And then also like getting your upgrades, like maybe you could just buy the base model and eventually upgrade to all these other features sure. that you eventually want to unlock or can yep. afford to unlock. Oh no, maybe that, you know, this is kind of making me rethink too, where for many people, like this story is really helpful to help maybe guide and ask some questions and look and investigate themselves, which is really helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, um, it, it is a lot of, rethinking how you use a car yeah but we're seeing a lot more of that too with like ride sharing and that sort of thing right like there's a big change in the industry and i know that alberta in particular is maybe a little bit slow on that sort of thing everyone likes to have their truck and just in case they need it and that sort of thing but it's down to it it's like i drive three times more than the average person does and if i can do it most people should be able to as well mm -hmm. great ty honestly yeah. this is honestly you spoke so well um, Thanks. I love talking about electric cars. <laughs> I know. I know. I loved the like. We had literally zero prep for this episode, and I was like, "Ty will be fine." Yeah. 100%. Let's go into hour two. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we've just scratched the surface yeah. here, people. You kind of said it already, but what's one thing you want to leave our viewers and listeners about EV knowledge or cars that you think they'd need to know? Yeah, give us that last plug. I would say <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Don't go out and swap your vehicle right now, but next time you're buying a new vehicle, consider it because the options get literally like exponentially better every year. More and more companies are making EVs and it's like it an EV might be right for you. Right. Not sponsored by Tesla. <laughs> we wish we were. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Call us Elon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was blown away today riding it. So It's fun. It's a, it's a fun car. Yeah. So congratulations on your purchase. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming and sharing. Today. Yeah. Welcome to the after show, the part of the show where we talk about what happened after, after. it happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was pretty excited to be in a Tesla. That night I was like, we're going to get into it. We're going to drive around town. Alex needed a little convincing. No, not convincing. I just thought the order of events was not productive, first of all. <laughs> But actually, it, you, I you needed to that we needed to eat first, <laughs> record, then drive, you know. You know, everything centered around eating. <laughs> no, but the, it was so cool to go in the Tesla. The features, super cool. They had things, Ty had like a screen, which had the campfire. They had Netflix. They had like the horn that you could interchange out of it. There was cameras all over the place that was recording the whole time. It was You just... can't watch Netflix while you drive, by the way. Yeah, just, just when you're charging out. and when you're parked. But it's so cool. Like, the vehicle itself was just so amazing to see and the features it offered. I think that it was not hidden that you loved it. <laughs> good. Throughout the episode. Good, good. <laughs> I love it. And I'm not saying I don't. I just, like, vehicles are like, okay, it just gets me from point A to point B, mm -hmm. you know? Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. I My takeaway more so was, like, I just really appreciated have, having Ty on the podcast. He's a really good speaker, very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. And so it was just nice to have someone on that you, like, knew 
knew their shit. And I felt, like, confident and comfortable being like, yeah, this person can talk about this, and we're going to learn something. Yeah. So I liked that. That's my main takeaway. Good job, would, Ty. But you said you would consider after yes, that. Yes, I think he did a good plug saying, like, no, I'm not saying buy EV right now. But in your next, ve- like, in your next vehicle, consider it. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say I will consider it. That's awesome. But I've driven the same vehicle for 12 years. One vehicle, same vehicle. Yeah, like, that's pretty I'm amazing, too. I'm not out too. there driving the vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm a very car vehicle orientated person. I love features. I love technology. I appreciate like statistics and like also yeah. I, I like them to look sleek and that's yeah. what I like about you're the into, Tesla. You're into the look of the vehicle. The luxury. Yes. Yeah. The luxury, the look, the performance is also very important to me. Like I have a CD that's been jammed since 2015. In your car. In, in your 12 year old car. Yeah. So like I'm not really into all that stuff. <laughs> Oh, Alex, you cracked me up. So. I'm also like an anomaly in this. In the 12 years, I just cracked 200,000 kilometers yeah, last month. That's wild. So, um, yes, am I considering an EV when I need a new vehicle? Yeah, but will that be 12 years from now? Also, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you, you were like that. Um, I'm a Luddite, apparently. You, is that what it's called? Like, I get, like, technology and stuff. Oh, I'm not oh. actually, but I'm just like, whatever, this is still rocking. Yeah, you're like the, I think of, like, buying older people's vehicles. It's, like, in great shape, low kilometers, like, <laughs> well-maintained and looked after. So, you're in that category. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, I loved the episode for being, like, hey, this is just, like, content that's new and different. Um, but your energy and my energy, real different. <laughs> <laughs> I also just want to say, too, I really appreciate Ty because Ty, I think he is in it for efficiency. And he's mm-hmm. like, that's his real motivation is efficiency. And so it was really interesting hearing how, you know, driven he is in terms of efficiency. Driven. Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. In efficiency for, like, vehicle and economy. And, like, I was, so I think people can learn a lot from this episode. For sure. Absolutely. Jar of questions. What is a childhood superstition or fear that you have and never told anyone? Okay, well, this is funny because on the weekend we were just talking about how, like, I was scared of everything and anyone growing up. Like, were you, were you that timid? Oh, it's very timid. Oh. And, like, we were Aww. talking about how, like, you know, dare and everything was just oh, like, yeah. let's scare you into never doing drugs, alcohol, or anything. And guess what? I didn't. <laughs> I was so fearful. It worked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I remember one thing. Not that I would ever pull the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. But I remember people saying if you pulled it, you would get black ink all over your hands. And that way they would know that it was you. Yeah. Okay. Um, having now taught a child that pulled the fire alarm, I can... Confirm that you do not get blank ink on your hands. You pulled the fire alarm? No. A student in my class pulled it and the school had to evacuate. And um, anyway, we knew it was him. No black ink to be found. Yes. Myth busted. It's so wild, though, like what people tell you to prevent you from doing things. Yeah, to scare you. 
Fear, um, fear like, tactics. I have like so many of these where my parents obviously just falsified so many things. <laughs> really? To just, yes. Like obviously everyone classic, like don't pee in the pool or else like you pee, they have this solution that like mm-hmm. there's going to be the purple, black or the purple dye around blue. you. It's blue. Oh, it's blue whatever. for you. Blue didn't make sense to me. Purple, yes, that, okay. that checks. Um, that's not anyway, true, but I still, it's, it's funny as a lifeguard, I did end up telling kids that too, because I was like, this is disgusting. I do not want you to pee in this pool. Like you fear tactic to them knowing it was not real. I may have done it once <gasps> or twice. I'm so against that. Having been someone that the fear worked on. I'm like, that was so, it was so confusing for me to like, believe. you're living proof that it worked, Alex. I know, but like, <laughs> honestly, then it made me like question so much authority because mm. I was told this by people I trusted and yeah. then being like, that was a full lie. Yeah. Which is not helpful i think i only did it when i first did it but then i was like oh there's so much chlorine in here it's fine like if they do plus like you have babies in the water okay what what's your thing um what's your superstition you've never so told anyone i bet is, you've told people well this one's kind of stupid and like i fully believed it for way too long but i used to think and it's i used to think and like i'm kinda, already laughing what is it <laughs> well like it's like kind of silly because even like there was so much paranoia around you having covid even okay. that the superstition still kind of like haunts me in my head it's like i used to think that when you had a cold or you were sick you wouldn't actually get better unless you infected somebody else and like that lived true in my head all the time Where did almost you like the think of that? i don't know like like the theory is completely untrue but also like was true when i watched the ring and like you never got cured from the ring of that like horror movie unless it infected someone else kind of thing so i don't know if it was just like something that scared me but it's so stupid and not true but i definitely so what you're saying is i still have covid and i need to infect you until i can get rid of it i know it's not true but like there's parts of my brain that i'm like it's like you never get better until you actually infect someone else around you and i know that's so bizarre but that is something that, like, no one told me. I just thought about that a lot as a kid. Thank and you for sharing. I know. That's why I was embarrassed to do this one. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be so embarrassing. So, yeah. But, you know, the ones that your parents tell you also kind of scared me. Like, I didn't eat tomatoes till like, age 13. Because my dad would always be like, yeah, eat your tomatoes. It grows hair on your chest. And I was like, I don't want hair on my chest. I refuse to eat tomatoes. To like age 13 or 14. Mm. And then I was like, full chest hair, let's go. <laughs> You're like, I'm ready. <laughs> Now's my time. <laughs> wow, I'm actually so interested to see what people have to say. Yeah, Tell us, not like, as weird as mine. No, I hope it is. <laughs> like, I hope there's a lot of just like tomato eating chest hair people out there. <laughs> okay, tell us, what's your childhood superstition that you never 